0: Farm P H A R M myFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. And uh, as we report this podcast uh, with you, I look out uh, the window of our fourteenth floor skyscraper in Manhattan. And it's pitch dark. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's a cloudy day and the sun is just about to set, and this is the uh, winter solstice—the yes. shortest day of the year. It's going to get the better. 21st? It's going to get better. Oh, it yeah. is. So, if your SAD is seasonal affective disorder, is kicking in today? Well, that you know why. why. And you know, I wake yeah. up and I use—I use a. Uh, I was going to call it a grow light, an SAD light. Uh huh. You know, and I as I kind of wake up, and I like to. You know, read my email, and you know, read some newspaper articles, and maybe glance at you know mm-hmm. social media. Uh, I I keep that in my in my uh, view, so that uh, nice. it sends awakening signals to my pineal gland, which mm-hmm. uh, you know abolishes the melatonin. Right. It kept me asleep,
1: right, right, and
0: gets me set up for my circadian rhythm of the day
1: when the light signals are few and far between these days. Exactly, you know, you can open up the drapes and everything, but sometimes it's not enough. Or alternatively, yeah, or it's just even when it's run. cold, yeah. I'll
0: steel myself to do an outdoor run, mm. or uh, you know, when I'm in outside the city, uh, I jump on the bike because even if it's cold and it's it, there's adversity, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good way to kind of. Prime your brain to get That's outside. True. And you That's can true. easily walk and do that, you know, mm-hmm. early in the morning. Get some sunlight in your face and it will have remarkable effects on your mood, your it's, appetite. Yes. And your especially sleep.
1: sunlight on your face. Yeah. You know, don't look at the sun, close right. your eyes, but get it on your face. So it feels it, great.
0: It's so the sunlight is so meager you barely need to have sunglasses.
1: I know. Except I know. It's if you're so low. Yeah. It's just so low. Yeah.
0: So people who listen to this podcast who are in like uh, Costa Rica or, you know, Florida or Key West are going, what are they talking about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right exactly. Oh my the snowbirds anyway, right? Yep. Anyway, we've got an email from Fran Uh, Dr. Hoffman, this looks pretty interesting. Any nutritional implications and this is what she sent us from medical press researchers discover how cells from tumors remain dormant for years before metastasis occurs Okay so, apparently, these researchers from Mount Sinai, they've solved a major mystery right. in cancer research. How they, these cells remain dormant for years after they leave a tumor and they travel to another part of the body before awakening to create metastatic cancer. And according to findings reported in Nature Cancer...
0: Right. Nature, again, that very good journal. Yeah.
1: yeah. The cells remain quiet by secreting a type of collagen called... Type three collagen. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I looked at that. And I said, you know, what's the take on? What's the take on? Because yeah. on the face of it, 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 there's several implications. One is that, you know, the, you know, the, it's, it's a pretty tired meme. It's like we're generating cancer cells all the time. Yes. And the body rises to the occasion, uh, keeps them in check. Yeah. There's, they're, you know, so, so if that's. for healthy. Yes. But mm-hmm. when that, uh, auto-correct mechanism fails, mm-hmm. then cancer is free to sp- spread. Yeah. So there's another implication, which is a guy comes in, and you saw him too, yeah. uh, and he says, I just did the grail test. The grail test is somewhat hubristically, if that's a word, called the grail test because it's kind of like the holy grail of cancer huh. detection. Yeah. It's, um, it determines if you have cancer.
1: Oh right, that's with, the gallery.
0: With right, with ninety-five yeah. percent accuracy, uh-huh. and it's it's being offered now because it's been approved. And I said that's really great, but what if you have a cancer that will is present in your body, but will kill you when you're one hundred and thirty?
1: Exactly. It's immature. Well, well right. like your your immune system will make we'll it take go away. It. And here's we'll the
0: interesting it. thing: is uh, what they found is that um, in with uh, Breast cancer, for example, they found that, uh, screening women, I think they compared screening women to, uh, every three years to screening women every one year, every year. And what they found is that, uh, on the, if you screen them every three years, you find less cancer than you do if you screen every one year. Huh. And they concluded that the, some of the cancers that were detected at one year might have regressed by three years. Yes. They, they just, there were cancer events, very small, and that the body kind of handled it. Right. So, uh, so this has implications. It's almost
1: for, heretical what you're saying.
0: I know, because we want to detect, we want to detect, detect right? You body. Know, it's like, yeah. I want a whole body scan every month, you know, like yes. something's gonna.
1: Early detection, early detection.
0: But early detection may lead to overdiagnosis and overtreatment. Yeah. But, so here's, but, the, I, I read that article and kind of my eyes were glazing over. And then I like, whoa! I see the implication of this is that type three collagen mm-hmm. may be the thing that prevents cancer from spreading.
1: Mm.
0: Now, that's tantalizing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but I think it—it it, this is a kind of a test tube, uh, not even a test tube thing. It's sort of a mechanistic trial. Yes. So that, they haven't even really seen if dumping type 3 collagen on cancer cells makes the cancer cells regress Mm -hmm. in the test tube. And then the next step would be to try it in experimental animals. And then the next step would be to do human trials. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to ethically do human trials... I guess they would have to treat people conventionally and then give them the type 3 collagen and see who has more recurrences. Cause it's not yeah. right to withhold conventional therapy and just give people type 3 collagen. It's like, okay, you, one group gets breast cancer surgery and the other group just takes some collagen and, you know, we'll see you. Yes. It sounds like the, the Tuskegee syphilis yeah, experiment. Yeah, you know?
1: you'll have, you'll, you, we'll keep you, we'll let your syphilis remain and right. the
0: others of you will years, treat... For 30 years, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway. So. Yeah. I, so, what is type three collagen? Type there's type one, two, and three collagen, and maybe there are more types. Type two collagen is seems to be helpful for interfering with uh, osteoarthritis, mm. uh, and uh, type one and three are prevalent in a lot of collagen products. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It sort of depends on the length of the collagen and the structure of the collagen, yeah. and some collagen is characterized as type three, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, drink a lot of bone broth. Beef broth is rich in type three collagen. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. Many products contain type three collagen. Maybe type three collagen will join our mentarium of things that prevent cancer from coming back yeah. or that metastasizing. Be because let's say you know, like that woman who was concerned that the she had a localized breast cancer, but it could be yes. some cells escape. And if she takes a lot of uh, collagen you know, maybe that's going to prevent, you know, even if there are some cancer cells left, it will prevent them from spreading. Right,
1: right, you know. right, right, right.
0: But, you know, I, this, yeah. I to, before you to go out and rush out and buy collagen, yeah. I think it's very interesting. Let's keep an eye on that story. Let's see if it develops into something.
1: Exactly. Well, the other thing is that the researchers showed that an abundance of the collagen could be used as a potential measurement Oh. to predict tumor recurrence and metastasis. It's almost opportunistic. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, in mouse models, when scientists increased the amount of type 3 collagen around cancer cells that had left a tumor, oh. cancer proger- progression was interrupted. Oh. And the so disseminated So they, they do cells- have
0: animal models. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I misspoke. So they yeah. have done some animal models. Mm-hmm. Right. we were
1: forced into a dormant state. So...
0: How did they increase the collagen? Did they inject
1: it? Hmm, they didn't say how. Okay. And at least in this article, they don't. Okay. But similar to wound treatment, in which collagen oh, scaffolds of the so, so if proposed- you get like
0: plastic surgery and they inject the collagen, it's going to anti-cancer thing. Maybe that's cool. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Wow. So I mean, that's that's very interesting, Fran. For, I uh, thank
0: you for pointing that out. I mean, I think it's something to keep on our radar screens. Is this you know certainly if it's unfolds. published in Nature, it's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, and I think that some people are going to try to uh, take that research further. Mm-hmm. But um the, um, I guess, you know, the other thing to be said is, um, that you can, the presence of type three collagen or the lack thereof means it has a bearing on your likelihood of progressing.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: To take a collagen test like when that. you have cancer. I don't know. I don't know. Got, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why I thought it sounded a little opportunistic. Anyhow, we have, uh, a
0: well, you, you know, look, yeah. there's always, when you guys put these papers out, they're looking to apply it they're yeah. looking to commercial applications they're looking for funding they're looking for private equity to step in and mm-hmm. fund it and mm-hmm. you know it could be the next uh, moderna you know exactly or uh, Tech, you know it could right. be one of these things where the stock went from 2 to like you know 800 right if it pans out but there's a lot of things like that mm-hmm. and you know there're a lot of leads and uh how many years have been reading about remarkable breakthroughs for cancer? And for
1: decades. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh, you know, and, uh, but but I mean, we're making slow, steady progress, but people are still succumbing. True. Okay. So is, do we want to uh, pause? Is this a good time? Yes, yeah.
1: it actually is a good time.
0: All right. So let's give our sponsors this opportunity to share their message with you. Here goes. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman thirty for thirty percent off. That's pluscbdoil.com dot slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla?
1: This comes from Carl, Doctor Hoffman. My parents—they're in, in their 70s they are in their seventies. They've been vaxxed. They're boosted. They're living in North Carolina. My parents are insisting that I—I'm in my forties. I've been vaxxed. And I'm living in the New England area. Get the booster shot before visiting them early next year. In their opinion, this is necessary for their safety and mine in light of the Omicron situation. Mm -hmm. With respect to my parents' safety concerns for themselves, is it a credible proposition that me adding the booster would help protect my parents against COVID or the Omicron variant from me? Their house is spacious. I'm planning on driving. On my, in my own car, when I visit, you know, what potential risks and benefits for me might there be from getting a booster shot? Right.
0: So, I think uh, the parents are subscribing to a narrative which is now obsolete. Uh, the narrative is mm. twofold. One is that the boosters are very effective at preventing COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that narrative is being challenged by Omicron. Uh, However, uh, we don't know quite how it's going to turn out. Moderna claims that their third shot confers quite a bit of protection against Omicron. Mm -hmm. However, we are seeing a lot of people landing up, uh, testing positive, occasionally being hospitalized, never dying, Mm -hmm. who have been vaccinated twice and then boosted. We are seeing that. Yeah. Um, And so it's not 100%. Number two... The other part of the narrative that's even more suspect is that take the booster to protect others. Even if you're not concerned about yourself, take the booster because we're going to stop the spread. Well, as it Mm -hmm. turns out, nothing is stopped. Not so, not so, not so. so. Um, and, um, you know, so, uh, the parents are vulnerable. Yeah. Perhaps they, I'm sure they're boosted, you know, triple vaxxed and boosted and, uh, But they still are, maybe they're a little older. They listen to the wrong media, the media that kind of terrifies them about Omicron. Right. And it's so transmissible and that we're all going to die. And (laughs) we're going to die by Thursday. Right. And, um, so what it, what possibly uh, boosting will do is it may somewhat reduce the carriage. But it turns out if you catch COVID and you have a breakthrough infection, you have just as many viral particles as yes. uh, as uh, vaccinated people, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so uh, you may have a shorter duration yeah. of carriage. But you, you know, so there may be some minor mitigation of transmission. But look what's happening here in New York. There's an enormous number of cases and it's not no longer a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Right. Um, maybe the That's unvaccinated true. are going to be sicker, but um, you know it yeah. doesn't seem like the even boosted people are not catching it yeah. and transmitting it.
1: Carl has a specific worry. Yeah, uh, a study that was published in November in Circulation. Right, mRNA COVID vaccines dramatically increase endothelial inflammatory markers.
0: Yes. Okay, I'm very familiar with that study. With that study. That study is by a guy who. I've interviewed. Yeah. That by Dr. Stephen Gundry.
1: And he's the author of The Plant Paradox. The Plant Paradox. Very compelling book. I've
0: right. read it. It's a compelling book, but mm-hmm. it, it's a book that's been assailed for mm-hmm. assertions that are a little over the top, such mm-hmm. as that all plant lectins are bad for you. Yeah. And the notion is that, oh, you think you're eating really healthy, but you're getting all these bad lectins from plants, and so you yeah, should avoid so many things on the avoid list. And that may mm-hmm. be the case for some people with maybe serious autoimmunity. It works for some people, but it is by no means a universal prescription. Yeah. So even uh people in the uh intelligent people in the uh holistic community have written very persuasive rebuttals uh and critiques of that book. Now, uh Dr. Gundry has uh a former surgeon, by the way, who's gone holistic, uh has used a test which is a test that is not um it's sort of an innovative Sort of a holistic test to determine if there's inflammation in your arteries. Mm -hmm. An endothelial test. But, uh, he's run into a real, uh, storm of pushback around this because they're saying that he's fueling vaccine hesitancy, uh, based on a methodology that's very sketchy. Yeah. And it was also what's called a poster presentation, which means anybody can put up a poster at a meeting, you're not even invited to the podium to present. Your your paper is not usually included in a medical journal. It's not peer reviewed.
1: Mm-hmm. It's on,
0: in fact, it's sort of unfiltered, and you can make that communication mm-hmm. uh, without any kind of um, um, standards. Yeah. And so, really, a lot of uh, people have beat back on that yeah. study. Now. However, I, you know, it is hypothetically possible that in some people who get the vaccine, that there is some endothelial damage because we are seeing,
1: we're seeing myocarditis. myocarditis,
0: we're seeing it's very uh, something called uh, thrombotic cytopenic, uh, 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 thrombocytopenic purpura. Wow, I, I'd T-T-T-A. rather get
1: COVID, please.
0: Yeah, I mean, those, the, <laughs> you know, when you get a brain clot, I mean, a blood clot in your brain, that's pretty bad. Yeah. But, but. Those things are occurring relatively infrequently. Yes. Um, so, you know, look, you, you when you take the vaccine, you pays you money and he takes your chances. Yeah. Uh, he's, what he's saying is that even if you don't feel bad, he's seeing in his patients this change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just don't trust his data. Yeah. Uh, also it, look, face it, it's not a popular narrative.
1: Mm.
0: And, you know, sometimes popular narratives, I'm surprised
1: go- it got into circulation.
0: Well, it didn't really get into circulation. It was, I see. A, it was just a poster presentation. It was an app, okay. It was kind of an add-on. I see. So, it does not uh enjoy a very uh high um reliability rating. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I think it look, it's I think it, it's hypothesis forming. look, I think yeah. that there should be much more in the way of studies of vaccine side effects. Look, as a as a researcher, um, how are you going to, why are you going to spend your time and money and your reputation on a study that, that goes against the the narrative that vaccines are, should be taken by everyone? You, you are going to, you may lose your funding. Oh, okay. You may become spurned by colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you show that there's something bad about the vaccine, you know you won't be able to work for any pharmaceutical company. Right. Because the pharmaceutical companies are going to say, this guy's a bull in a china shop. He's going to, like, criticize the drugs that we want him to test. Sure. So there's a lot of disincentives to find bad things with a vaccine. But we must do that because we need to be objective. We need to see if there is, you know, certain types of vaccines may have not just immediate side effects, but perhaps some long-term deleterious effects even at the expense of deterring people from taking the vaccine, especially now that the vaccine has definite benefits, but the vaccine is not such a panacea yeah. that we once... St- I mean, look, if it were the zombie apocalypse, you know, and, <laughs> it may be and, <laughs> somebody, cook, and somebody cooked up a vaccine in, uh-huh. a, in a lab, you know, uh, overnight, you know, like in that movie, uh, you know, Last Man in New York, what was that with, uh, you know... Is the actor? I don't. I'm not familiar with Will. Will what's his name? Will Smith. Will Smith. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's like the last man in New York, and these zombies are attacking, and so he's like doing these experiments in a in a a, you know in a in a warehouse where he's taking like serum from these zombies, and he's trying to, and he's coming up with a vaccine. Uh huh. So it's like, I think I would. You know, it's not been safety tested. I'd take that vaccine. Sure. Under those compelling under circumstances. Under those, yeah. But, yeah. you know, this is more, you know, um, uh, uh-huh. you know, I, I'm not saying don't take the vaccine, but I'm just saying that, uh, it, for everyone, it's an individual risk benefit equation. If you're young and healthy and maybe, you know, you don't think you have that high exposure, you can make an argument that you could, or, and you've had COVID, you know, yeah. certainly if you had COVID, you can make a good argument. Natural that
1: immunity is if, great.
0: If you're, if you're like, you know, have a lot of comorbidities and you're elderly. It's like, I think it's foolish not to take the vaccine because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're much more likely to die of COVID than from the vaccine or have adverse effects in the vaccine. Right. Um, just an anecdote, uh, a, a mm-hmm. person in my family, uh, is, uh, you know, he's, he's young, he's healthy, he's a triathlete and, uh, he's like in his 40s and he, uh, took the vaccine because he commutes he has to take the train and he has a young kid and he you know didn't want to expose family members and mm-hmm. he has a job where he's, he's not a lot of face time in a you know big office yeah and uh so he took the first shots and then he decided to take the booster within i don't think it's about <clears throat> five six months you know so they they say that your immunity does wane substantially after five six months so it kind of you know from yeah. his standpoint it made sense he was fine with the first two. I said, You know, how were you with the first two? He's like, Nothing. He's like, felt a little sore in my arm. I was like, Fine. Mm-hmm. I felt a little tired one day. I was like, Fine. Mm-hmm. He took the booster and knocked him for a loop.
1: Oh, my.
0: Um, strong guy with a strong immune system. Perhaps he took it a little too soon, right after his previous shots. Uh, Should have waited until
1: maybe months a little after. longer.
0: You know, I, but it's not inconsequential. Um, and it may be that that third dose for some people primes. We had a question, I think, last week from – oh, it was on my program. It was like a woman who had – she had bad headaches the first time she took the vaccine. She had an excruciating headache the t- second time she took it. And now she's – people are pressuring her to take the booster. And I said, well, look, you know, uh, you have – this is really a sign that you could have a very devastating uh, side effects from the vaccine. Yeah. It's You've got a fair amount of protection – uh, you, you know, she's relatively young and healthy, 40 years old. Maybe wait to take the booster or don't or take it. Or don't the booster. take it at all. Or wait for the next thing or, you know, or just rely on wait the,
1: for an oral therapeutic.
0: Wait, wait for an oral therapeutic the because one. should you come down with COVID, it's probably going to be mild, like with Omicron, it seems mild.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, or take, um, you know, take the new Pfizer medication that's, uh, whose name I can't pronounce.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't <laughs> yeah. know. They have like mm-hmm. these places where you go, you want a drug name, they'll come up with a drug name for you. That's like a whole, that's a business.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Really? You oh, think they get just crazy names?
1: I had no idea. I yeah. thought there was some kind of algorithm, something that they would put together with the active ingredient and do a little pig Latin or who knows. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how they, get,
0: they feed it into a computer and they spew out a lot of possibilities. Oh my gosh. You know?
1: That's interesting. Yeah.
0: So we have time for oh, one wow. more.
1: Let's see here. This is from Lewis, my friend, a former soccer player, has shaky hands since his twenties. Oh. now he's seventy-five. He says he's always had high blood pressure, is wearing a pacemaker, is taking propan- propanolol,
0: which is a beta blocker, which is the one therapy that seems to kind of work. Yeah, that and uh, alcohol. Alcohol tends to abolish that type of tremor.
1: And still, his and hands not, it's shake. It's not a
0: Parkinson's tremor. Yeah, you know it because. What would
1: you recommend? Yeah.
0: Uh, th- I, there is no. I mean, there's no Alcohol
1: takes care of that tremor?
0: Well, why do you think gunslingers would go to the saloon first
1: and then go, oh, you yeah. know, because, you know, shaky hand, uh. I didn't know they knew it was a thing for shaky hand. I, yeah. Yeah. To take the edge off, certainly. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: It's also it's kind of scary to, like, stand, you know, 30 yeah. feet away from somebody and blast I'd away. I'd be afraid
1: it. of having poor reflexes.
0: Well, yeah. It probably. You
1: can operate a gun, but you shouldn't operate a car?
0: It compromised the performance. of it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, by the way, there are shooting competitions and uh, it' illegal to use propranolol for those because
1: mm. even,
0: you know, for really precision shooting, everybody has a tremor. There's Everybody has a tremor. Yeah. If you can't see it in some people who have very steady hands, but if you use a very uh, careful instrumentation, you can yeah. see a little bit of a wave of tremor. Uh, that gets exaggerated as people age. And mm-hmm. in a condition called benign familial tremor, which uh, you know you have to distinguish between that and early signs of Parkinson's.
1: He's had shaky hands since his twenties. Well, that's
0: th- that's really common, and that actually has deterred some uh, some uh, fellow students in medical school.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, wanted to be surgeons, and because yeah. they had benign familial tremor. They had to go into a different field. They had yeah. to go into something where they did not have to do uh, procedures. So it's
1: it's not just a matter of giving up your morning high test coffee or something. No,
0: it's well that those to. are things that could make it worse. Sure. Stress and tension. Uh, but now in the future, the way they're going to treat it is with uh, brain uh, like a, uh, directed ultrasound uh, waves. That's interesting. That can um, it's kind of like uh, ablation for. Mm-hmm. Atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. But it's ablation of the nerve pathways that are associated with tremor. Wow. They haven't quite worked it out yet. I mean, uh-huh. I wouldn't be the first kid on the block to get that, you know, because it's about the brain and, like, what if they miss? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it, they will work it out in the coming decade mm-hmm. with precision. And so there's hope for people who have that, uh, that that will be treatable. Uh um, yeah. Because it's... Um, you know, it, it's embarrassing. It's debilitating. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, yeah, can be a problem.
1: Yeah. Louis, best of luck to you and your friends. Wow, hope you figure it out.
0: I mean CBD. I don't know, you know, something like. I mean, yeah. I don't maybe, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that would be do the mm-hmm. trick.
1: Okay. Okay keep those questions coming to radio program at AOL com that's radio program at AOLcom and thank you
0: thank you and have a very very uh, Merry Christmas and a happy new Year and uh, safe travels yes. and uh, keep safe but also maintain a spirit of uh, optimism because I have a funny feeling that 2022 will be a, a good year and a year of maybe lifting thing. lifting the pall a little bit and a, a year of uh, uh, relief, and perhaps uh, an end to uh, sort of a mass hysteria that has unfortunately gripped our country for far too long.
1: From your mouth to God's ears. Right.
0: Amen. Let us, <laughs> let us pray in our own ways for redemption. Thank you, Layla.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Hoffman.
0: I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the uh Intelligent Medicine Podcast.
1: This is Layla Mutin, R.D. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212 212- 7791744 four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare